हेलो वेलकम टू द सेल्फ लर्निंग पॉडकास्ट बाय डॉक्टर सुषमा सिंह लेट अस स्टार्ट डिस्कशन ऑन यूनिट सेवन कंपोनेंट्स ऑफ डिसेंट्रलाइज्ड डेवलपमेंट इक्वल डिस्ट्रीब्यूशन ऑफ बेनिफिट्स ऑफ डेवलपमेंट एंड वी आर कंटिन्यूइंग आवर टॉपिक फैक्टर्स इन्फ्लुएंसिंग पीपल्स प्रेफरेंसेस फॉर डिस्ट्रीब्यूशन सोसाइटी वाइड डिस्ट्रीब्यूशंस of resources most recently norman prohich and the geo prohipmer have conducted a series of experiments in which subjects ignorant of their own likely place in the reward schedule were asked to choose from among four alternative principles for distributing income the experiment results confirm pluralism in beliefs about justice in their experiments subjects were concerned on the one hand with the ensuring that no one lived in poverty on the other hand they wanted to ensure that the able and hard working had a chance to reap large rewards the difference principle was rejected because it emphasized the first concern to the entire exclusion of the second now let us move to the point adam's fifth equality index Similarly Adam Swift and his collaborators constructed an equality index from the following three items First the fairest way of distributing wealth and income would be to give everyone equal shares Second it is simply luck if some people are more intelligent or skillful than others so they do not deserve to earn more money third the government should place an upper limit on the amount of money any one person one person can make they have examined data for britain the united states and the west germany in germany the effects of class on belief in equality are tribal in britain a significant correlation can be found when education level and class are combined and in united states class alone has a significant effect in india they could not find data thus there are significant class differences in the explanations of wealth and poverty those who are better off themselves tend to prefer explanations in term of individual responsibility whereas those who have worse off point to structural features such as unequal opportunities these differences also affect the opinion people have on the justice of present and social arrangements and equal distribution of the developmental benefits it is also indicated that such beliefs are to a very considerable extent adaptive
in the sense that they merely reflect the existing distribution of social advantages. People do not use independently grounded principles to assess the way their society allocates its resources. Rather, their beliefs are molded so that they come to believe that distribution is deemed unfair, simply if it departs from the usual way in which advantages or benefits are allocated in the society in question. From the discussion thus far we can draw several conclusions about popular conceptions of equal distribution and justice. First, people seem to be perfectly at home with the notion of social justice itself. They are prepared to apply criteria of distributive justice to existing social arrangements and to say in broad terms what a just society would look like, although they are skeptical about the chances of achieving one. Second, people's thinking about distributive justice is pluralistic in the sense that they recognize several different criteria of justice depending on the issue they are being asked to address. They may either apply a single criteria to determine what justice requires or look for a compromise solution that involves two or more. Their thinking is also conceptual, meaning that the favored criteria or criteria will vary according to the social background against which the distributive decision is being made, especially the character of the group within which the allocation will take place. Third, desert and niche criteria feature prominently in this thinking. In the case of desert, we find that it, it is often difficult to disentangle the beliefs about rewarding desert from beliefs about the necessity of giving people incentives or compensation and allowing for diversity. We also find some uncertainty about what should be the proper basis for desert in cases in which it was possible to separate the voluntary aspects of people's behavior from their performance as a whole. In the case of need, it is clear that the people see an important distinction between the genuine claims of need and mere wants or preferences. We can see a reasonable degree of consensus, for instance, about which items of current consumption are to be regarded as necessities. When people think about need at the social level, they see it as setting a floor or baseline below which no one should be allowed to fall, rather than as making a claim on all of society's resources. The third principle after need and desert is equality. 
its role in popular thinking about distributive justice is not straightforward. Sometime equality seems to be favored on grounds of simplicity or because of lack of evidence about people's different deserts or needs. But we have also found in people's thinking about social distribution a tendency to favor more equality than presently exists in liberal democracies. This is partly to be explained by considerations of desert and need. People do not regard income inequalities of the size that currently obtain as deserve. And at the bottom of the scale, they also think it unfair that people cannot earn enough to meet their needs. At least some, however, seem to hold the view that the quality of life is in contemporary societies would be improved if differences between rich and poor could be narrowed. Societies are just, we can say, to the extent that their major institutions confirm to principles of need, desert and equality, principles that together specify any overall allocation of advantages and disadvantages to individual members in a way that may finally lead to an equalitarian society based on a consensual equal distribution of benefits of development. Now let us wind up the session and take rest. Thank you very much for engaging yourself with the self-learning podcast.